I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. I'm James Lance. And welcome to Terminal 7. Episode 12! Episode 12. Our second in the flesh guest recorded in a cool place, not on site. Really? Second? Yeah. Before it was Seth. And now you. I mean, we obviously we did the remote ones with Lee and Quinns and yep. all that. But, but you were cool guy number two physically in the world. Very excited. Which is awesome. So, um, so who are you? Yeah, who, who are you? We're gonna do the guest sure. intro. Sure. I'm uh, this James time. James Lance. I'm a game designer at Clay Entertainment, which is uh, in Vancouver, which is where we're recording this. Yeah. Um, I like games. I'm a competitive dude. I play StarCraft and League of Legends, so that's like the angle I'm uh, uh, taking on Netrunner to a certain extent, just because it's my you know, dumb brain, basically. Um, not because I like, necessarily want to be competitive, but it's just the uh, the way I'm wired. Uh, what else? I don't know. Yeah, that's me. Oh, cool. We had, and we, when we, we did our GDC post, uh, podcast extravaganza, we, 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 your dad jumped on. Oh, that's right. You had my dad on. He's awesome. Shout out to the man who uh, who raised me. I have to give that right? shout out, right? Shout yeah. out to dad. Yeah, dad. Instilled a lifelong love of games, that's right. perhaps. That's right. Clever guy, your dad. Jeez. Yeah. He's got a professor yeah. in his name, or did Basically. he just put that there? <laughs> That's legit. That's earned. Oh, cool, yeah. cool. That's earned. Do I you... think you can put it there if you want. Anyone can put it there. Well, yeah, you, you can. Just... <laughs> it's whether or not it actually carries heft. Yeah, that's sure, right. Sure. Have you, pl- you played Netrunner against your dad, right? I have, yeah. I have a, uh, a winning record against my dad. A winning record? Nice. Yes. I'm not going to say it was easy. Sure. I see. <laughs> Like, do you keep track of every single one? Is there, like a, is there, like, a big stone tablet in your house <laughs> with, like, every victory etched in on one side I know that other? he's feeling the weight of them right now. <laughs> yeah, <it is. laughs> that has to come with some pride, though. That, it was, that, yeah. That, I mean, that has to. I remember that I played Go. My, me and my dad played Go for a long time, and uh, it was t- my the first game I ever wanted to beat him at so badly. Really? I, just, I practiced my... You know, just so long to beat him at Go. And once I finally did it, I was like, holy crap, like, what do I do now? <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's cool. So, so you're coming at this game, like, super competitively, which is, uh, which, which, which is really refreshing because I've, I've seen you play and I've seen you win and you play and win hard, um, which is kind of not how I do this game. But, it's, but I do really, really appreciate you bringing that, like, that ferocity. Yeah, it's very, it's, very, uh, it's very unusual compared to, to most people I play with, but it's... Uh, yeah, I come at it somewhat competitively. You know, I'm I'm not uh, great. I'm not like a a pro player in any game I've ever played, but I am I am into the competitive side of the game. I'd say, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think in Netrunner it's kind of hard not to be to an extent, just because like there isn't really another way you can play the game, right? Sure. Like ultimately, you have to be playing to win. Yeah. Um, it's kind of how you come at it, though. Like, in general. Are you perfectly happy just pulling someone else's supposedly rad deck off the internet and just right. playing that? Exactly. I feel like most of oh, the interesting. most of the. I mean, I yes. First of all, yes, I am. <laughs> Second of all, I feel like most of the the competitive. So there's like a kind of competitive creative divide, and a lot of people I talk to. Some people are like, yeah, sure, I'm happy to play Andy or whatever. Just pull a random data sucker deck off the internet and play it forever. Um, and other people are like, no, I really want to own the deck so I'm weird. bringing. I know, I know, I know. But um, I, in my mind, it's like once you get into the game of Netrunner, like once you're actually sitting down and playing a game everyone's playing to win, right? It's like a competitive game. It's just like, what deck did you bring? And I feel like... Yeah, I guess it's how you get there more than... Yeah. Because once you're sitting down, yeah. In my mind, there's creativity and competitiveness in both sides for me. When I sit down to play a game, like, I guarantee you, you know, if we sat down, either of us sat down to play a game that was NBN Fast Events versus Andromeda Data Sucker, 
there would be creative decisions in that game that we'd be making, right? Even right. if we pulled both decks off the internet, like, our style would show through in those games, whether or not we're running fast. You know, even the, even the choice to run on your first turn as Andromeda is really interesting and, and kind of like right, a right. stylistic creative choice. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Oh, we uh, have a smart one on your nails. <laughs> yeah, <it's> good. <laughs> maybe maybe we pick the right one this Nels time. Is found, <laughs> Nels is like every time. Nels has found, yeah, yeah. found a replacement for me right now. False. This, is, very, uh, this false. is what happened. False. James, ha- I don't think James. <laughs> no, definitely Nearly not. as fearsome a beard. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That I think I'm true. following uh, Lee Alexander, right? Was that your last, was that your last guest guest? Uh, technically in the flesh, yeah. Yeah. As part of the... the yeah. hard, that's a tough act to follow. Uh, be Impossible, yeah. actually. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's right. Um, so, the game is kind of an interesting state right now. Like, a little bit, little bit of a calm before the storm. We just wrapped up the spin cycle. That's right. We got double time, and then there's a little bit of a lull. Honor and Profit waiting in the wings. On the boat? Is that what I'm hearing? It's like... I think, it's, supposed, it's, 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 I think supposedly it's warehoused at this point. Oh, it will be out cool. soon. Is this metaphorical or is it literally on I th- a boat I th- somewhere? I think they say it like it's, it's fr- from China. They're shipping yeah, it to like, places. Yeah, like literally it's, it's, literally it's, on, it's, on, a it's on a container ship. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I assume it has to be on Yeah, it has to be yeah. on a container ship. I wonder how big those shipments actually are. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. is it like... 50 shipping containers? Is it like three? Yeah. <laughs> Can you stand on a boat and be surrounded by Netrunner cars? <laughs> that would be awesome. That would be pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like is, it, is it one boat? Is it many boats? Yeah. Yeah. Is, there, is I, it like, is there like a game boat? Where it's like, not necessarily <laughs> all Netrunner stuff, but it's like, oh, there's a bunch of Dominion expansions in there. Yeah. I, don't know that, I don't know anything about transcontinental shipping I logistics. Think, I but if anyone who listens does, please write in. I would yeah. love to know. I, I do kind of like Nels's, uh Zero edu- edu- like he's not educated at no. all, so yeah. he's creating this crazy world. The questions are good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I feel like the questions are sort of answers. He's like he keeps answering his own questions with another question. <laughs> it's building a world in my mind that I'm really, I'm that's really good. enjoying. Yeah. Cool I hope, game. I hope we're living in that world. Yeah, I hope so too. Um, but the spin cycle. So obviously the game has changed a bit. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What what's some of the um, like overall? What did, what did you guys? find was some of the most interesting stuff that happened. Maybe not specific cards yet. We can drill into that in a bit. But like broadly, what are some of those interesting things you think came out of the uh, the whole spin cycle? I think bad publicity is interesting. Obviously the, that the was one of thematic the big, focus. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the big of the spin mechanics cycle. for sure. I sort of feel like ultimately for me it failed to deliver on its promise bad publicity. Um, I feel like on the other hand, the mm. balance of, of spin cycle was really good. Sorry, you want to dig into... Uh, yeah, I mean, what, so what did you think the promise of bad publicity It should be more awesome. Was? Yeah, to sum it up for me, I guess I would say... I was talking about this with Seth Rosen earlier, and I would say that uh, bad publicity, it, it it should, in my mind, feel like tags for the corporation, right? It's like... I mean, it's literally on the flip side of the tag token. Right? <laughs> sure. <laughs> but it's like, in my mind, it was like... So tags, I mean, the runner gets tagged by the corporation, right? The corporation controls all the tools to tag the runner. Right. But the corporation also controls all the tools to give bad publicity to itself. So whereas tags Almost feel like, them. yeah, except except uh, activist support and, and frame job, right? Yeah. The only, those the two. Yeah. Um, it, it sort of feels to me like the the cor- the tags are interesting because it's like the corporation plays it, the runner takes it and deals with it. Mm-hmm. Cor- with By publicity, it's like the it's like solitaire for me, right? It's like the, the corporation gives itself bad publicity and then deals with it. And as a runner, you can't build a deck, except blackmail deck, and bring it to a, a tournament expecting the corp to get bad publicity. They you just have to hope that they're inflicting it on themselves, right? Right, 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 right. right. That's interesting. So it's yeah. less, there's less, uh, there's less of a back and forth there to me. Yeah, but, but there's also a lot more permanence in it, right? As well, like we, it's, I mean, not, it's not as fluid as the the tag. Yeah, no element, not at all. I mean, that's the interesting thing about 
like bad publicity mechanically is that it seems like it's like oh it's just like one credit per mm-hmm. run whatever this doesn't seem like that much it is yeah, <laughs> tremendous yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh holy yep. shit oh just do you, oh, one do you, bad yeah pub. do you have trace eyes sorry it's like <laughs> yeah, it's all garbage now yeah yep. yeah that like there's that weird threshold right where basically when the runner can basically make runs without needing to like basically how often they have to go back to the well and get more money like that makes such a huge difference yep. and the fact that bad publicity just pushes that further down the line yep. humongous but it seems like such like a small thing obviously unless you like someone fucking takes a blackmail dump right on your head right <laughs> I'm sorry that you're like oh yeah bad publicity it's like oh I can deal with it God, it sucks. <laughs> yeah. Especially as a data sucker deck, right? It's like those data sucker decks are riding lines. Like if I can run archives and gain a credit and a data sucker token every run, the difference between that and running archives and gaining no credits and a data sucker token every run yeah. is gigantic. It's the entire game, right? I run yeah. archives four times to get four tokens and four credits, yeah. as opposed to running archives four times and getting just four tokens. Yeah. Say if there's a pop up in front of it and like you have bad pub, then that's just it's so huge, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Um, I mean, the other thing that came out a lot in the spin cycle was all the, the double doubles. events. The doubles, yeah. Um, which was the other big mechanical, like, through line, I guess. Um, those were, I think, certainly more diverse in yeah. terms of what they did. They were all over the map. Yep. Yeah. Which, which, which was fun. Um, some of them seemed really, like, weak. Some of them seemed really awesome. Um, like, I don't think, like, shipment from San San, I'm seeing that everywhere now. Yeah. Yep. Um, like... Because it's like, oh, good, the corpse finally broke. And you're like, oh, no, they're not. They'll just ship from Sansan. And yeah, and score another Astro script. And you're just like, gross! Yeah, so, yep. so I, I liked it more when the doubles weren't exactly what the corporate what the corporation runner was known for. Like, it was, like, like Queen's Gambit, for example, is is, is a fascinating card to me. Because you're you're, you're doing something that the, that, the, that the corp isn't suspecting. And you're giving them advancements, free advancements for money. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's, 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 it's loony. It's like, yeah. a, I like, I like it's... It's totally out of left field, where a shipment from San Sans, like, there's the same old MBN, fast advancing yep. again. Yeah. I feel like Celebrity Gift sort of rides that line, because it's interesting. It's like, it just gives you credits, which is boring. Yeah. But the actual mechanic of Jinteki, supposedly, you know, you really whatever runs it, but Jinteki supposedly yeah. having to reveal their hand to the runner, it's yeah. kind of interesting. There's a, there's a little... Uh, yeah. Like, no, the again, interplay that's, is awesome. That's, yeah. that's the angle I wanted all the doubles to take. Something right. cool like, well, look, Jinteki's not... Keeping secrets is revealing secrets. Yeah, exactly. and now it's and now it now it's cool again. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and even like I think people are a little leerier about playing it than they should. But I like that Eureka kind of has the same thing, especially <laughs> if you're not playing it with motivation. No, you, what, are, you, are you just an insane person? If yeah, you're you just like, jump. And you're like, let's see what we got. Boom! Oh, it's a Crescentus. Okay. I, I have you ever I, seen anyone do that? I want to build that deck now. Yeah, I know, right? Like the blind deck. guest deck. Yeah. yeah. The um, I I I played um on my trip to, to on my trip to Boston. I played just. I, oh yeah. By the way, guys, if you have an eight-hour flight, just bring a bunch of netrunner decks and sit beside a fellow player because oh, that yeah. flight felt like nothing. It was awesome. It was That's awesome. awesome. <laughs> um, I, I I had a double event chaos theory deck. Which is so fun, but just loses so hard. But uh, just like basically playing a ton of them and then using power nap to get a bunch power of nap money and, back. And, you starlight and, 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 and yeah, and you Ooh, do the starlight bomb nice. with the with the thing. And you, right. you have so many hostages, you only need one connection of like Aesops or nice. whatever. So. Do you do Aesops the starlight after? Yeah, 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 yeah. You got it because you're out of cards. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but it was a uh, it was really fun, but it was also just like losing just so 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 terribly. Yeah. <laughs> It's one of those things where the Starlight Bomb is so good if you can get it set up, but yeah. like while you're setting it up, it's like the corpse doing stuff. Yep. Yeah. 
I, I, I also test run something and forgot what it was, so my motivation Eureka call failed because it was very. Oh, was, that's brutal. I was, I, I was oh, very, no. I was very tired. <laughs> I'm like, Femme Fatale, it's an alpha. Uh, okay, I guess, that's, I guess that's going in the trash. I did that once in your guys' last tournament. I flipped up. I said, I win, and I flipped up what I thought was an advanced breaking news to tag the guy, and it was a Jackson Howard. <laughs> Perfect. Oops. I was so embarrassed. Jackson Howard's not that strong, James. No, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't tag them. And you also you can't advance it. Oh, Nice. Oh. <laughs> um, cool. Yeah. Uh, so bad publicity, double events seem to Elicit, be like the Alyssa dice. The yes, and yeah. that was the other big yeah. mechanic. Everybody got an Alyssa dice. Right. That's What's true. What's f- favorite Alyssa dice? Hmm. What do we got? Walk got, me through. Them. Shinobi got, is one. We got Shinobi. Uh, yeah. We got Fenris. Yep. Yep. We got Swarm. Muckraker and, and and the neutral one, Grim. Grim. And Grim. Grim is, is Grim is definitely my favorite. It's probably, my favorite. but dude, I've been my next NBN. Uh, my next NBN brain damage deck, which I've had the most fun playing, uh, runs three Fenris, so I'm all all about Fenris. Oh, all about nice. Fenris, yeah. But uh, I don't know, no one's really suspecting three neural EMPs out of faction. Right, Wait, so you have an NBN brain damage deck? No, no, no. Sorry, H- sorry. H- H- oh, next, okay, okay, uh, next okay, dice, okay. Next, next design. Dice. Yeah. But it's I spent half of my influence on three neural EMPs, nice. and. I've uh, won one tourney. I'm just like, well, I didn't win the tourney, but I won some of my favorite games in the tournament were like cards in hand, like two. I'm like, okay. I just dropped three million P's and they just lose their minds. That's yeah. so good. They're like, what? <laughs> what? What are they expecting? They're expecting like Scorched Earth, no sweeps week, sure, maybe. Something, and then something. it's like, not neurals. Like, neurals. <laughs> why, why are you running neurals? I don't know. Yeah. But so I, I'm, I'm a big fan of Fenris. But again, like Grim, Grim saved me a lot more than Fenris has. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. Grim's awesome. It, 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 when we mentioned this when we talked about it, God would never, whatever pack it came out. It might have actually been opening news. Mm-hmm. I don't remember yeah. exactly. But it's like basically gorgeous mid game eyes. It's right? so good. Because obviously yeah. in the beginning when the runner is basically running rigless, it's it doesn't, crap. <laughs> it doesn't do anything. And giving the runner bad publicity to use against you early in the game also sucks. Yep. yep. But that like, midpoint of the game where everyone's in like that two four point scored range it's like oh yeah that's when you 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 know eat up their corroder or yeah. whatever and then now you got like three uninterrupted turns to seal the deal yeah. and yeah. sometimes you totally can especially against criminal because criminal is like i don't know you see this deck list and it's run like one corroder one yep. mimic yeah one yog and it's and, like and, you burn and, one of those things it's like well uh and just like, and, and just like special orders like yep. you can't order something that's nope. in your heap sorry yep. sorry crims yep. yep yeah it's delicious i actually ended uh that last tournament we did when i uh, who was that? i was playing i was playing against a guy named lawson i believe uh he he beat me but he I had six bad publicity or something as a runner. Like he he had six bad publicity on himself. Oh, whoa. but he used them just so aggressively for grims and for fracking and stuff that it was just I had nothing left. Like I was just desolated. You know, huh. bad publicity wow. that I couldn't physically use. So I oh, I thought crazy. that was cool. It was like I guess everybody knows Wayland's evil, but they just kind of you know nod and move uh, move along. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean that is definitely one of the angles, and maybe this will lead us into talking about one of the two new identities that showed up, Grendel. Yep. Is like, obviously bad publicity is disastrous as long as the runner has something to spend it on. Right. But if they can't spend those credits, then it doesn't matter how many you got, right? Yep. Um, and it seems like that is definitely one angle you can take using something like Grendel, where it's like you use the econ advantage or nasty ice advantage that usually comes with that bad publicity, and then you use that to like just smash the runner's rig yeah. to bits. And it's just like... Eh, his ice wall is keeping you out when you don't have a fractor. <laughs> yep. Doesn't matter if I got six bad publicity. Sorry. 
And power shutdown is so strong. Yeah, and then a big part of that too. Power shutdown, insane card. Holy crap! I started running like actively. Like I have a wizard deck right now, and I run cyber feeders in it just to take the hit for Corroder. Right, just to have something. (laughs) Just to have something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's good in general. But now, yeah, it's interesting that like those really low cost either pieces of hardware or programs have the secondary utility of basically being the the fall guy (laughs) for that incoming power shutdown. Right. Yeah, uh, and also we're seeing uh, cards get an even more utility with cards like Wraparound. People running Inti, just so they have yep. a fractor yep. to mess with it. Yeah, yep. there's a kit deck I've got that, like, you never actually... I mean, you can use Inti to break Wraparound because it costs one credit, but otherwise, it's like, well, you never actually use Inti to break any barriers. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there so that you don't have to pay, like, six bucks <laughs> to eat through goddamn Wraparound yep. with a Gordian Blade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so I've, all in all, I've... I've I like there's a lot of there's a lot of power power in this in this set. Like a uh, knight is just so huge. Like yeah, I yep. play, play around knight. Well, that was the other big oh, like, sorry, mechanical through line, I guess, was the Kaisas. Yeah, yeah but with, with like two pieces worth playing. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, knight is just it's so good and it's found its way into criminal archetypes, which means it's gonna like stick around there for yeah. a while. In, in, yeah. Inside knight, that's yep. insane. Yep. That's just insane. Yeah, Gabe knight is so Gabe, good. Gabe knight's so good. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy. Um. But, so yeah, I mean, so I guess as part of the Kaisi stuff as well, even though really in, in, aside from nomenclature, there is no necessarily necessarily an advantage there that the other runner identity was Randa Roja, mm-hmm. which yep. it seemed like when she came out, everybody yep. was running her, and then it kind of cooled off a yep. bit. Yep. Um, I still like her. I do, too. I don't, I think it was, like, probably just people get excited about the things that are new and fresh. Yeah. Um, but it did offer, like, kind of an interesting avenue that didn't really exist before for the Anarchs, which is obviously that, like, super intense econ denial yep. thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which it could, which was an archetype that didn't, eh, like, kind of, sort of, maybe existed with Wizard, but not nearly as reliably. But between yeah. Reyna and Rook and using a thing that's already there as Anadu, you, like, you can just do the crazy thing where you make... All the corporate ice just like ridiculously expensive to res. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is an interesting angle because you're like attacking their economy, but in an in, indir- in a controlled way. way. Yeah. In yeah. a controlled way. So, yeah. so it isn't necessarily denial, flat out denial. Like, yeah. I'm blowing I'm blowing up your money. It's like I'm controlling your money. Yeah, uh, when yep. you when you spend it. Which yeah. is which is crazy when yeah. that that's like I I like I meant like Blackguard is another thing that came came online. Yeah. yeah. With like Snitch Blackguard decks. If any of you have played it, it's like the most fun ever. So good. Once it's you get so it. It's so fun. Well, yeah. once you get out, sure. Yeah. yeah. But once you get it out, it's like it's Controlling econ is so much more bizarre than just flat out denying. I'm blowing yep. up your ice. No, 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 you're rezzing over here, and I'm going yep. over there. That's yeah. like, yeah, I suspect that once honor and profit comes out, and there's even more silhouette tools around. Yeah, silhouette. Yeah, so that's gonna. Hit. Stuff, yeah, Blackguard is gonna kind of come into its own. I totally agree. I think and it's that's good gonna be I, yeah. interesting. Yeah, I think Reyna is actually like the gameplay of playing against a Reyna deck is really good in my mind. Because it's always a corporate decision, right? It's not like blackmail decks, where you're yeah. like, blackmail decks are whatever, vamp or account siphon. It's like econ denial. There's not that much decision. You hopefully have a Draco on HQ or whatever to burn all right. your money, but it's right. like, <laughs> it's, there's some decision, but it's not that that back and forth. Whereas the Reyna decks, they really feel like, at any point, I can choose not to res a piece of ice, right? Yeah. It can never actually deny me econ. It's just like, oh my god, it's so painful to do <laughs> yeah, it. It makes every decision harder. Which, which is such a good feeling. Which is better. Yeah. Which I think is, yeah, yeah any decision that makes, yeah, yeah. any time the mechanics force harder decisions, exactly. they've done the right thing. And what, so if we can dig into specific cards now a bit if we want. Like, obviously we don't need to talk about the things that are great, like 
Jackson Howard's awesome. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Yeah. Yep. Any PD contract is it's awesome. really good. It's yeah. good. Put um, it put it in your decks if yep. you don't believe us. Yeah. <laughs> Jackson just starts out your Netrunner uh, Meteor decks at three out of forty five. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, that, that's right. <laughs> um, but one of my favorite cards in the spin cycle does that same thing where it forces hard decisions is Woman in the Red Dress. Right. That that is the most net runnery card in this. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yep. Like it's that it's that shaper resource, it's three to install, and then when you put it down, at the start of the runner's turn, the corporation reveals the top card of R and D to everybody. Mm-hmm. And then the corporation chooses whether or not they want to draw it into their hand or leave it on top. And that's fascinating, right? Because yep. it's like, oh, you know, is there some unrezzed ice on R&D? Or does the corporation have some other weird tricks, like panic button or something, to keep that card safe? Or are they worried that because you've got like a fully jacked up nerve agent that, oh God, well, I can't draw this agenda into my hand. Ugh. Yep. I gotta... I gotta leave... I, I, I have to leave it on R&D, even though it might be slightly more vulnerable there or whatever. And that's awesome! <laughs> yeah. It's so good. I mean, I feel like one of the red dress, to me, to a certain extent, it's like... It's still waiting for the exact deck for it. Like once uh, the criminal guy Fisk? comes out, yeah. yeah. What's his name? Fisk. Yeah, that'll be like the deck. There's like I can like see the deck building there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh, right, right, right. That could be interesting. Yeah, have you? But you're running woman in red dress in just shaper, just yeah. standard Kate decks. How's yeah. it working? Uh, out for you? I had a fairy rush deck that was actually oh, nice. chaos theory that used both woman in the red dress and a shitload of HQ interfaces. And those two things together are great. That's right? pretty awesome. It's like, oh, if you leave it on R&D, yeah. between tinkering and, the rest of the, <laughs> and test running a femme fatale and stuff, it's like, I can probably grab it from R&D if I need to. Yeah. And if you pull it into HQ, well, I got two R&D interfaces up. Maybe I'll test run a sneak door beta. <laughs> and then it's just a mess. Like That oh, was actually so a good. deck that I liked quite a lot. That's so um, good. That's and with Chaos Theory, you can yeah. get that stuff up pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then with also what's cool is that it's a connection. So we can hostage it if we're blue, right? Oh. That's, yeah. that's pretty yeah. cool about it. Yes. So you, know, you just put that one off, save your influence or something else. Yeah. And can... that's the fist. That's the maybe the the way yeah, fist that, might that, do that's it. probably mm-hmm. fist. Yeah. Because I had her in my my terrible doubles chaos theory deck. <laughs> and what was really funny is I finally get her out after I've been obliterated by the corp and his HQ is Super protected and his R and D super protected. So matter. it was just a wash. I'm like, ooh, what's this card that you're putting somewhere I can't get to? It was perfect. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, what else did you guys like dig from the spin cycle or thought was interesting or pushed things in a way that was pleasing? Well, I really like the fact that Corp. I feel like got a lot of new tools, especially for kind of down and out corps, corp mm-hmm. identities like. I don't know if you guys have played against these archetypes, but I feel like right now cerebral imaging is actually really strong. Yeah. Oh, yeah. With the the new blue level clearance and uh, or whatever, yeah, blue level. Yeah. And um, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, uh, a bunch of HB. I feel like HB next is legitimate. Jinteki got a big boost from yeah. Sundu. And uh, is RP new with uh, with Spin Cycle? No, that was in that was old school. That was in Genesis. Yeah. Okay. But it definitely got yeah. a lot of the stuff it needed to be like a serious beastly. Yep. Archetype and now. celebrity yeah. gift is massive. And yeah, I'd say between was, like the yeah. beginning of the spin cycle and the end, Jinteki's money previous money problems were definitely alleviated a lot in yep. a way that was uh, quite needed. I'd yeah. say. I really feel like if you want to play Corp now, there are a lot more options than yeah. at the beginning of spin cycle. Yeah, yeah. I saw. I saw like how um, the like the punishment cards like punitive Counter Strike is yep. probably like is, is is such a big card. Like I still play some ridiculous. Uh, lean NBN three katana three punitive counter strike deck and it is just so fun. It's yeah, a, it's so much fun having like 
this this window of just shattering the runner's dreams. Like, I did my job. I scored an agenda. And you're like, like, boom, 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 boom. boom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, and, and plus that, like, they, they, it's another thing to be worried about. Like, I've been striked to death. And I'm yeah, like, totally. I, I, the, my, the game's in the bag. It's like, how many points did you score? Five? Oh, okay, well, you're dead. I'm yep. like, oh, wow, I need to yeah. rethink my strategy now. Yeah. So uh, more tools that they don't need to be tagged that you can punt, like, punish, punish the runner for stealing. I don't know, it's... Yeah, it's yeah. cool. It's a very, um, very cool card. You and I played in a tournament this weekend down in New West at uh, Board Game Warriors, which was cool. Shout-outs to, to Kirby for setting that thing up. That's right. Um, but in there, I was able to make <laughs> bizarre but tremendous use of uh, Punitive Counter-Strike. I had an engine techie PE, of course. Um, and I had a card on the table that had one advancement counter on it, uh, and it was a brain trust. Runner didn't know that. Um, I think they pulled, and then they, I think they ran, R, like, on maybe their third click or something, they ran R&D, hit a fetal, Ooh. and so were dropped back down to two points. But I didn't have any EMPs in my hand, and I had one punitive counter-strike, but obviously the punitive ain't enough to seal the deal. Then I counted up my money, and I was like, if I go all in with this punitive and leave oh. myself two credits... <laughs> to score? So, oh I, so I, dropped the, I dropped the punitive with, with leaving myself just two credits, so they took the two damage. Yep. I put the two advances on the brain trust, flip it over, oh, score, man. it deals the last point of that damage for scoring agenda, and that was it. I was like... I didn't. I didn't. This is not like a reliable no. strategy in any way. But yeah. it's a cool. But win. that was a pretty pleasing <laughs> yeah. bonus. Basically, <laughs> punitive as two neural EMPs. Yeah, yeah. basically. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it was nuts. Um, There's actually um, a shout out of that tournament. There's just a lot of fun decks there. No, like there was. A, I believe Philip took it. Philip took it in the yes. end. Yes, and, and he was he was playing to win. He did good. But the decks yeah. I played were just. Hysterical. I played a cerebral imaging deck. Yep. I played against a very strange Grendel deck. I played all the the, the, the whole nine yards. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a good That's time. That's great. Um, I feel like Grendel definitely has the possibility of being super competitive right now. It seems really good to me. Yeah. I expect we'll see kind of like NBN star asterisk. What do you guys call it, Entity? Uh, world is yours. The world is yours. World is yours. But you have to you have to say the asterisk, right? I mean, that's I a core part of the, I, the I, identity. I, I just call it lean, lean BN because it's, uh, <laughs> sure. it's the 40 cards. Rush, Zerg, Rush, I was actually BN. so mad that Grendel wasn't 40 cards, actually. That was a oh, big yeah. bummer for me. Yeah. And also the 10 influence. But I know I know Waylon's awesome in faction. Yeah. Uh, one of the big hits for me was also Hive. Holy crap, that card's awesome. Oh, my awesome. God. Yeah. Oh, my God, that card's Hive awesome. Hive is nuts. But it's also interesting in that, like, it is... A card that changes state as the game goes yeah, on. Yeah, right? it's, it's dynamic and it's cool. I love seeing the, the, those cards. Is right. it the only card that makes use of how of the agenda? What's currently in the agenda pool? Uh, Might be right. Could be. I'm, I'm, Besides yeah. one that we like, force you to sacrifice them. I guess. Sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think. I, I think yeah, so folks don't on. remember. Um, Hive is a three strength. Five cost. Barrier. Five five cost to res Wayland Barrier. Um, but it has five, <laughs> five end-the-run subroutines, kind of. Right. It has a number of end-the-run subroutines. Sorry, it has five, but it loses one for every agenda point the corporation has scored. Yep. So at the start of the game, it is the cheapest, <laughs> strongest barrier you could ever possibly want. Yep. And late in the game, it's garbage. Yep. Yep. It is, or if, if, if not less than garbage. Yeah. I feel like it definitely. You got to be running it in a uh, in a deck that's like scorched punitive, just some gross. Like, right, where you don't yeah. want to. I'm gonna only points. kill you. Yeah. yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. yeah. I, it's it. I just saw the power. Of, it was, it was, again, it was that uh, cerebral imaging deck, and he basically had that on uh, R and D. So I was like, okay, that's kind of lockout. He just protected his giant HQ, which is kind of his R and D because mm-hmm. he's cerebral imaging. Oh, he, he used Hive in there. Yeah, yeah, he had Hive oh, in there. And I was like, crazy. that's that's clever as hell. Nice, because really it's yeah. like a one turn win deck kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and here's the win, and you put yeah. down like eighteen cards. <laughs> You just say, I won, and then you close your hand and just trust me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, okay. That's two points for you. That's awesome. Um, I'm trying to think what else in there. Uh, uh, another thing that I like because of the way it encourages the, the gameplay to change is subliminal messaging. <laughs> is weird, yeah. but cool. It's, that, it's a neutral uh, operation that when you play, it costs nothing. When you play it, you get one credit. And if you haven't played a subliminal messaging yet on your turn, you get a click. So it's basically like an operation you get just like a free credit. It's like a pad campaign. Yeah, kind of, which doesn't seem that awesome. Except if the runner goes their entire turn without making a run, at the start of the corporation's next turn, they can pull back as many subliminal messagings as they want from their archives. Yeah. So it basically is, like, subliminally influencing <laughs> the runner into making runs when they might not be ready for it or whatever. Right. Yep. Um, which is cool. Yeah. I've never actually seen a deck that runs more than one. I've only seen it as a one-off. In what? Decks. Really? Yeah, because they once they get it, it's like, it just keeps coming back, right? Okay, so... No, 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 no it's May, right? You, it, it might, yeah. No, yeah. you don't have to take them back if you yes, don't want to. Yes, correct. Yeah. Right. Um, what is useful... I guess probably, yeah, the, the the thing that makes the strongest case for having many of them mm. is uh, Celebrity Gift. Yeah, Because absolutely. you pull back a ton, and you're like, I'm going to show you my hand. Here's uh, some junky piece of ice, a snare, and, and a couple subliminal messagings. Where did those come from? <laughs> um, and that, I think, is very pleasing. Because that's like, yeah. obviously, it's the big downside of Celebrity Gift, right? You have to show your hand. But when you leave half of it naked, and then it's just some garbage subliminal messagings, well... And you just throw them back in the trash at the end of the turn. Yeah, totally. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I mean, really you like obviously that. you play one, and then you get rid of the rest. Yeah. And the next time you get another gift, you're like, "Well, come on back, boys." <laughs> I saw someone using a deck that sounded sounded horrible to play against, but it used <laughs> subliminal mess. You know the uh, so another a combo that they introduced in this in this pack is Jackson Howard uh, accelerated diagnostic yeah. power shutdown. Yeah. Right? yeah, and it's actually maybe the strongest combo in Netrunner right now. Sure, probably right as opposed to sure. Yeah. The, other ones, the other ones being like Eureka motivation, activist support, New Angeles, all that garbage to yeah, record yeah. bad publicity. Um, it's pretty strong, and the guy is saying he uses it so he accelerated diagnostics out of subliminal messaging and it actually gains him a click. He uses like a biotic labor and accelerated oh, that's diagnostics. Right. That's that's pretty awesome. Oh, <laughs> weird. Yeah. Uh, that sounded pretty good to me. Yeah, that, that's cool. So you use huh. it for like one turn wins with that with that combo. It's just another way to get the one turn win, right? Without needing as much money as you might with a with a with a biotic. Right, right. Oh, weird. <laughs> Interesting. That's kind of cool. Um, what else? What else? Was there anything else that really stood out? I like I like a uh, Vulcan cover up. <laughs> oh yeah, how are you using that one? I was uh, wondering. I was wondering. I haven't I haven't seen it used yet. It seems like it would be. It wouldn't work for like one turn kills, right? No, 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 no. I think it's like it's it's because you can it can be that first score, mm-hmm. and when the runner has it, when the runner's like I, I'll keep, you know, they're like, oh well, that's awesome because that means all your cards are good, and pinging two, I nailed like what a corroder and a maker's eye, like boom, like first like first uh, 
first advance and score. It's three three really? one. It's it's two meat damage. There, there's no way they're dropping a plasgreet first hmm. turn. Yeah. Right. It's That's like, awesome. It's just it's just it's a dig. Like sure they'll grab it and they'll get BPs and stuff like that. But just having that little like. I'm all about that first turn face plant katana because it ruins the runner for the game. And this is just another thing like, oh, okay, he'll score Vitruvius or I still got a window and it's like, bing, it's a, I don't know. I, I, I really, really like that card. Actually. Oh, I really yeah. like that. Maybe even maybe even take out his Plascrete. That sure. Was, uh, yeah, just use, for yeah use that so his Plascrete's down to two. Because yeah. in general, Wayland, despite the fact that they've got a lot of tools for dealing meat damage, usually it's like only kill shot, yep. right? Yeah. Like very rarely are you going to do it. It's like to... sustained. It's like a dot. It's yeah, yeah exactly. Where it's like, Jinteki often does that, right? Just with oh, like, yeah. oh, you hit a fetal, you're going to lose three of your cards now. Yep. Um, and that can actually be, it's like, shit, there's like two pieces of econ and one of your good breakers. Yep. Sorry, <laughs> buddy. Like, that's actually trying to, like, I think some people devalue, like, how devastating damage can be, even if it doesn't end the game, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, like, if someone's sitting on a good hand that they haven't played for a while, it's like, even if Scorched isn't going to take them out, still might be it's fine just to wipe the deck, It's going right? to cripple them, yeah. And so, so, so uh, again, like, there's a lot of crippling cards like that in this set, and definitely Vulcan cover. I've, I've been really pleased with it uh, in my experience. Nice. That's awesome. awesome. It's been That's a lot awesome. of fun. Yeah, I definitely want to... I want to I wanna check it out. Yeah, I played Grendel, like, a tiny bit right when it came out, and then just backed away from it. Um, yep. But, uh, yeah, I kind of got a, I got the itch to uh, to mess around with Grendel. I liked... Uh, part of it. I liked Keyhole. Oh, yeah. Keyhole. Oh, Keyhole's awesome. Especially because... Anarch desperately needed it, and yeah. it's so right. good. It's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's so good for Anarch because what four mem two memory four influence, so it's just like so gross to run anywhere else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just it's, three influence. Oh, just three influence. Yeah, okay, so, but yeah. four it, to install, it so it's heavy. Yeah. Well, it's it's their sneak door. It's their paintbrush. Yeah, like, exactly. It's, uh, yeah. All the, all the runners got rounded out with their big two MU beast mm. programs and right, I, I, utility programs. So yeah, there you go, yeah. utility programs, and they're they're all pretty cool. I think. Uh, I think I, my favorite's probably Keyhole, even though yep. I think Sneak Door wins more games. Man, so, yeah. I think Keyhole wins a lot of games. I mean, I think it's got the most mm. burst potential out of any sure, card, sure. right? Because yeah, you yeah. can see 12 cards. I mean, you can only deal with four of them. But you can see 12 cards in one turn, which I think is the highest, like, possible, basically. Unless right. you're running, like, Maker's Eye 3 R&D interface. Like, <laughs> like demo yeah. run. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right. I mean, the tricky bit is, like, I ran a goofy wizard Keyhole deck at this tournament this weekend. What did he do? was, like, get keyhole out to kind of force them to protect R&D but never actually run on R&D and then vamp them to nothing and then just then go keyhole. crazy yep. on yeah. R&D for a long time that's awesome and it's actually not that I didn't find it that great interesting like the number of times and I'm like let me see three cards and it's like two junky pieces of ice <laughs> and like a restructure and I'm like well you have you have zero credits so I don't really care about throwing away that restructure both those pieces of ice, uh, I guess, get rid of that one. Yep. And then, like, like to hit it four times and see maybe, like, one one-point agenda. And then you do one more turn. You pick out maybe, like, three more points. You finally run on it. They just flip over Jackson Howard, pull them all back. <laughs> That's and the you're real just like... <laughs> That's the real dilemma because it's like you run. I, I I did this a lot and I ran four times and it's like if they have a Jackson Howard in their hand and you haven't grabbed it yet. Yeah. Once that Jackson Howard goes on the board, it's all over. Like those agendas are back in. They're yep. totally done. Yeah. Yeah. The one thing that and maybe I I pulled it out at the last minute, which maybe wasn't a which might have been a bad call, but I had doppelganger in that wizard deck. Oh, so nice. you can basically make all your keyhole runs and then on your last one as a freebie from doppelganger, then you can go pick them up. Um, which was nice when it happened. So yeah, but Keel, Keel is awesome. It's just it left me a little. Sad. <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. It sounds like you got maybe unlucky. It does it unlucky does. accesses because twelve cards in a turn is. Uh, I think the someone did a, the math out yeah. for a lot of decks, right? It's like seventeen is 
the, for, for a well-balanced deck mm-hmm. of agendas, it's typically, it gives you a 50-50 at winning the game. 17 random accesses from R&D. Oh, interesting. I read that somewhere. It might not be true. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Um... Any other, any other, any other spin cycle gems? I I think Sweet Week was was cool for oh, NBN. Yeah. I'm yep. si- I'm sick of NBN winning. Yep. But I like I like I like running weird NBN and Sweet Week makes it so you don't need to dip out of mm-hmm. faction for your econ. Yep. Sweet Week is fun. And if anyone has ever swept uh, Andy, it's like the best ever. It especially, is especially two in your two, opening two hand. Two opening hands. Yes. He's he like, oh god, if there's you, no ice in here and two agendas. <laughs> I don't care. That's right. Three. Yeah. Uh, so I actually thought, I mean, I was under the impression that because NBN Fast Advance was getting the most play out of anything, I thought Sweep Sweep was going to kill Andy competitively. Because it's like you get, you know, you have whatever, a 40, 50% chance of getting one in your opening hand if yep. you're running three. Right. And it's like you got a really good chance of getting eight credits in your first turn with one click. And that's huge. Yeah. And it hasn't at all. Like it really <laughs> no. hasn't even affected Andy's win rate. And I, I got to say, I'm a, little, I'm a little mystified by that. I guess it just... It doesn't matter whether you have money or not against her or something. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because she gets set up so well. Yeah. That's, that, that is a good point because I seriously thought like that was a card that just would put her on her. Yep. Everybody started playing Gabe or something probably. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. That's exactly what I thought. But that it definitely is not the case. But but it's it's good anyways around. You know, one, one if they're running five cards, one click to get, well, sorry, one buck to get back up to five. Well, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I actually uh, intentionally run low-handed against NBN now, which I'm still waiting to be punished on that by like some weird. Then you face Neural Katana. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. That's right, Neural Katana. No, I'm not doing that against you, Jesse. Sure, fair <laughs> I have way too many tells in this podcast. Yeah. Everyone that played me the tournament that that uh, knows that's familiar with the podcast would look at me a different way. Yeah. Like, What's wrong? So with this? All this <laughs> means is now we have to start seeding false information. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Yeah. One day you just got to come in with like. Andromeda data sucker. <laughs> just be like, oh, what is he doing? Like, I don't know. Oh, I'm just, oh, it's just, oh. oh it's just <laughs> the most boring thing in the world. Actually. <laughs> oh, crazy. Um, well, sweet. So, I, mean, I guess, so where do we, where do we kind of, again, not, not really talking about cards that have been revealed but not released, but just in general, like, What's next? I mean, obviously, honor and profit looms large on the horizon. Yep. yep. Criminals gonna get a lot more. Um. And not. I guess you are spoiler free. You you don't know anything about the. Honor I looked at the ones on FFG's website. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we have a, a couple new interesting runners. Interesting. Uh, we have like the one who gets an extra click for running. No, what does he get? Who's what, who's who? Dop- Doppelganger is his console. He's like the, oh, the, I forget what oh, that guy gets. Ten Tenma Express. Yeah, Isn't there it, you go. Is, is it you get a credit for every run event you play? Yeah, there you go. I think oh, it's, yeah. it's something like that's that. That's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So we have got so a, a, account a, siphons yeah. and inside job, Recons dirty laundry, and that kind of thing. Recon dirty laundry. Yeah. Uh, also the, the 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 slow criminal, which is an interesting introduction, which yeah. is that spook, the old guy, Ian who, Sterling. If the corp has more agenda, agenda points than you, you do, you get like two, two bucks credits at the beginning of your turn. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's kind of that's crazy. awesome. Which yeah. is that one's good. Yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how people start to utilize that. Yep. Yeah. And another forty card deck. Uh, s- uh, sorry, so, uh, sil- silhouette is another forty card deck yes. runner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 40, 40 and still the full still fifteen. Full, full fifteen. Yeah. Thanks. Well, I hope that criminals get more variety and less, uh, you know, I hope that it just doesn't end up like FFG prints out a bunch of stuff. They like trying to give them variety, but it just turns out that Andromeda Data Sucker just takes six cards and becomes even stronger. Yeah. Sure, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like even even in some of the, so another interesting bit of news that occurred, I guess, was that recently uh, Fantasy Flight changed the official tournament rules for Netrunner. Right. Where they still have the, your Swiss rounds like normal, but for larger tournaments... Um, where after, usually it'd be after these rounds of Swiss, 
then they just cut to like top eight people or whatever. And you still have to play like the two game double elimination thing where it's just like, if both people win, just whoever got, if both people won one game, it's just whoever scored more points yep. on their losing game won, which kind of basically meant that like decks that can just kind of score one point really easily yeah. were like totally ad advantaged, yep. right? Yep. Fast events um, even further, even <laughs> yeah, further, even more better. That's yeah. right, that's you get right. five points, it's so different. You're running Scorch deck or whatever. Like if you, if you fail to Scorch them out, you get zero points. So it's like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so what they changed was in the... So Swiss rounds are totally like normal. If you don't cut to elimination, tournaments are exactly the same. But if you are cutting to elimination, then it's a one game, not one match, where you one, play both sides. One, one game. game, double elimination bracket. Ooh, that's cool, that's oh. good. Yeah. How do you... In general, it's just like you just look at whichever side you've played less, and then that's the one you start. And so if you're both so, even, like if you're in like the second round of the bracket or whatever, and you've both played each side once, then it's just like a coin toss to see which one you pick. Interesting. Wow. I, that's fantastic. I, I, I yeah. love that. Yeah, that I think it's awesome. Now it's like, let's So then let's all that matters yep. is winning the game you're playing. Yes. It's not this, okay, well, I can actually play a really terrible game. Because I got I got yep. a biotic labor and a three for two in my hand, so all yep. I got to do is get six credits. That's yep. all that matters. We're gonna see some awesome games. That's so yeah, good. Some That's awesome so games. good. I'm really yeah. excited about that. I mean, it obviously, it doesn't influence Swiss, but it seems like the Swiss is kind of okay anyway. Yeah, well, because it, it works really well. You're with, splitting points and all yep. that. But just at the end, you have all this prestige. You used to have prestige and stuff and all this weird strength of schedule and stuff, but now it's just going to be like, nope, just play some Netrunner. It's yeah. going to be... Yeah, gonna it's be so good. much better because it was really enforcing the kind of decks you would see in tournaments. Yeah, uh, yeah. And so, yeah, so the reason why I was leading into that was because um, when Lucas Litzinger posted the, in addition, like in an accompaniment to the new tournament rules and the new FAQ, he basically specifically called out like, oh, the reason why we're trying this different design style is because previously the tournament structure by a certain type of decks, like Fast Advance and Criminal Account, Siphon Spam, and all that kind of stuff. So it certainly seems like they're aware yeah. that just due to, like, consistency, it's like... So in general, yeah. I think that, like, the popular decks, it's not that they're better for any singular game. It's just that they're more consistent over a broad swath of games. But right. it's like, oh, when you get to double elimination and all that matters is winning the one game you're playing, yep. yeah. then it's like, okay, well, now the field hopefully is a bit more flat, yeah. which yeah. I think is really... Is cool. Yeah. yeah. I, I really hope there's more double eliminations because I really want to see this. I really so want to see some games. Yeah. That, yeah. Really I know. I, uh... I, they'll, so um, the, the the other thing that's happening very soon is like the whole regional season is coming yep. up this summer. In Europe? Or no, wait. I guess. Uh, oh, here, that, here. Yeah, here. In North America. Uh, maybe in Europe too. I actually don't know how that stuff works. But at least the North American regionals are happening like within the next... Like they seem to be over like May, June and maybe a bit of July. Yeah. Um, and so, if anyone's going to those bigger events, now you're, you're going to be using those like double elimination tournament rules right. in the in the end. So, uh, so just a heads up, I guess. And, yeah. Uh, if and definitely hang around if they do go to double elimination and check that game out. Yeah, that sounds hype. It'll be a good yeah. one. Oh, yeah. It'll be a good one. It'll be cool. That sounds really good. But yeah, in general, so it's like, yeah, if if Honor and Profit Kenner introduces more criminal, I actually think it's really cool that a big expansion is coming out like right before the big yeah. tournament season. Because <laughs> right. people won't even know how to use things and we'll, we'll have yeah. guys that come right out of left field with crazy combinations. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, awesome. that kind of happened a little bit last year when Creation and Control rolled out like yeah. right before... And everybody's so, so like, was like, Atman, what's Atman, that? what is this? <laughs> it's like this even more so is going to mix things up. Yeah. Bit, I think is... Creation and Control is, is, is almost a perfect... Uh, Big box, in my mind anyway. For Shaper, at least. Mm. I felt like the tools it gave Shaper were so thematic and so good and so yeah. well-balanced 
and I, I just felt I, it was such a strong data set. It's such a strong, like, big box to make yeah, yeah. Shaper. So are you, uh, you, you're you quite confident that, that it'll have the same effect with Criminal? I hope so. I, I'm just yeah. saying they've done it in the past. Yeah, right? so, they managed yeah. to yeah. Shaper, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. That's true, yeah. And then, needless to say, I'm very excited about all uh, the yeah, stuff. Gen- <laughs> yeah, Jinteki is going to be good. It's going yeah. to be really I'm good. I'm excited about the 40 card one because I don't want to play fast advanced Jinteki. I just want to play, like, mess with you, Jinteki. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Harmony Medtech. All right, we're not going to talk about it yet. But in the future... Soon, I, our next episode will definitely be when Honor and Profit comes out. Right, we've so we can got, talk about that. We've got some special uh, special guests lined up. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah when, when that comes out, we will we will talk about it uh, at length. Great. Suffice to say. Um, I'll just go to sleep because I'm like, Jinteki. <laughs> oh, Jinteki. Oh, see, you got, you got, you got to know what, what, what those knives in the dark are. Yeah, surprisingly enough, when I played at Jinteki, I played against Kyle. I had the most fun games I've probably had in a long time. I, I've always had fun playing Netrunner, but they were really fun. Nice. But I was running against his uh, white tree, Jinteki, mm. and I was like, just, I'm like so used to playing Jinteki, I just didn't care. I ran here, I ran there, I ran everywhere, and his friend was, uh, Alex was watching, and he was just like, you're blowing me away. Everybody is, used to be freaked out around Kyle, and I was like, blah, 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 go this way, go this way. Yeah. And it was like, so you playing that much Jinteki actually hardened my skin. T- tough <laughs> good. Yeah, so thank you very much. That's now. so good. Did you like, win the game? Oh, yeah. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. Okay, well, then you've learned. Yeah, I, I've, I've learned. I've there learned. was For a while, there was a myth that I participated in, too, which was, uh, I, I thought this as well, which is that Good players don't flatline against Jinteki. That was the myth for oh, a while. Oh, yeah, yeah. So untrue. No, it's no. really not true. No, it's, it's like not. good players flatline just as much because good. You actually the secret to Jinteki is you do weirdly enough have to run sometime, right? Yeah. You can't just build up an entire rig and then like, okay, I'm ready to go. I've got my Deus Ex and blah blah. <laughs> yeah. and I'm, now I'm okay. You have five points and now I'm losing and now yeah. I'm dying. It's that's like right, that's right. You really do have to run, and so good players actually do. They do flatline against Jinteki. Yeah, and, and also good players run infiltration. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that was like infiltration's a training wheel card. I'm like, no way. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Infiltration's huge. Yep. Hello. Yeah. We'll, we'll we'll save it. We'll save it. But well, <laughs> you're, you're excited about something. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Okay. It's okay. Good. It's so it's excited for the Jinteki mega sode. Yep. Yeah, that'll it's, be a good. One. I'm also very excited. Okay. <laughs> um, we did have a couple bits of uh, a couple questions. Uh, a few people asked us some spin cycle questions, which we already basically got to. Um, but some folks did wonder about some other things. Um, so Jonathan, oh god, I'm this here is comes. I'm sorry. Here it comes. R- 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 <laughs> it's awesome. a it's a Polish surname. I'm really sorry, Jonathan. Rubleski, probably sure. it's W R U B L E S K I. Rubleski, yeah, something sure. like that. Oh. Um, anyway, oh, after oh. uh, after some gracious encouragement from Nels via email, my friend and I will be participating in our first tournament in Vancouver at the Terminal City Convention, uh, which is awesome. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, however. We have a question regarding speeding up our play in order to make the time limit for the tournament. Um, we've been playing for about a year, uh, but our games are still running in the 45 minutes to an hour range, Scorched Earth deaths being the usual exception. So, do you guys have any advice for newer players on how to speed up play to a more manageable level? Because huh. um, that's definitely true in that, like, when you're playing in a tournament, basically you have about half an hour per game. Yeah. Yeah. Usually the rounds are 65 minutes, but that's five minutes in between to kind of pull your cards apart and shuffle yep. them together and get your new ones ready. So basically you got half hour per game, which to me feels like plenty of time. Sure. Yeah. Depends on the deck. Yeah, it but, depends on the yeah. deck. Um, I mean, I guess that might be part of it. Like there are just, I think in general it's okay, but there might be a few decks out there that are just like a crazy Wayland uh, because wait, 
building a better world. That's the advanceable. Yeah, the, yeah. like Super Glacier. Way yeah, so there may be a few that are just like the type of deck just happens to be really, really slow. Hmm. Um, if you're running one of those, that just means that like get super familiar with what to do on your yeah, turn. Yeah, I, right? I, I, I think you nailed it right there. It's, it's going to be that's, familiarity. Yeah, that's, so the, that I think that's the big thing across the board. Yep. Yeah, that will um, that will speed up your play when you're familiar with cards. When 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 you're playing the game and someone can put down a card and you don't have to stop, pick it up, read it, think about it. Like, yep. Or, or when you access a card from the R&D and it's not a piece of, it's not an agenda, but you don't spend too long looking at it because you're familiar with the cards. Yeah. yeah. I mean, one example is like when you're advancing, so common situation, you have a San San resed on the board and you have an Astro script in your hand. You take two credits, you put them in the credit pool, you put a you put an Astro script out on the table. Sure. Right? The, yeah. well, you don't have to say, I'm installing the Astro script, I'm advancing it, I'm advancing it, and then I'm like, I'm doing that, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't. I, I, that, that's like that's the stuff I see happen at tournaments a lot. That's where true. People yeah, just, will just do the common actions and they'll just like skip right through them real yeah, fast. Basically, yeah. if you're gonna do that, definitely articulate what you're doing in case you have. Yeah, sorry, I don't mean. Like, no, I don't mean to just, encourage yeah. cheating. Script, yeah, 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 oh, I think that's fine. Whatever. Yeah. Oh, I won somehow. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but I think that's right. That, that, that that's an interesting point. Is actually the everyone there is gonna be familiar with the game because they're in a tournament and they're yeah. they're there to play play and have a good time, and so they will be familiar with you. Putting down two tokens and just throwing down an astral script. Yeah, they'll, exactly. they'll, they'll just nod and that and you just they're right there. You saved like you know eight seconds. Yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. Um, and yeah. your play will naturally speed up too because you you people will be playing faster. You'll kind of match the speed of your yeah, opponent yeah. naturally. And it's hard. I mean, don't worry about making mistakes because no, 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 no. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a decent player and the other really good players I play at the tournament. We all made math mistakes. Yeah, constantly because yeah. you can't you can't do the same kind of math you want to do in a tournament setting. So so it was yeah, like, absolutely like yeah. be. If it's like if you mess up some count and then you bounce off the ice you thought you could get through, yep. it's like that's just the cost of it because that's way better yep. than spending 55 minutes on your first game that's and right. then not being able to complete yep. the second game at all yeah. it happens. because you spent so much time like counting on your fingers, right? Which exactly. is like like occasionally Netrunner gets kind of mathy and you just got to be like, I'm pretty sure this is fine. I got to just commit to it and yep. do it. Yep. And I think in general that produces way more interesting games anyway. Yeah, whoops, misplay. Like, I don't know. I <laughs> there's there's only some good parts. If, but, you watch the, if you watch the highest level of competitive play, oh, yeah. you'll see a ton of that. Yeah. You'll see a lot of people going in and being like, oh, I guess, oh, I made a mistake. Like, oh, whatever. Because they just, they play really fast by necessity, basically. Yeah. No. Um, relatedly, uh, our buddy David Carlton, uh, he came out uh, down at GDC in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. um, he asks, uh, what's the etiquette for taking back moves in a tournament? For example, drawing to start the turn as the corp and then resing a pad campaign or taking a credit and then deciding you'd rather not have done that and then do something else with that click. Um, I'm used to this sort of thing not being allowed in tournaments for other games. For example, in chess, you not only can't take back a move, you have to play a piece once you've touched that piece, even before you've moved it. Jesus. Um, <laughs> that sounds intense. <laughs> yeah. uh, but I've watched some Netrunner tournament videos where even experienced players seem to occasionally take back moves. So I was wondering how tournaments and tournament players generally handle that. Um, for really simple things, like, you're just like, so on autopilot with start of the start of my turns corporation I draw. I draw you have to be like oh right sorry I meant to res the the pack campaign usually like if someone's like oh you can't do that that's like then you're just kind of being a knob right <laughs> yeah like yeah. I mean if you're like two clicks deep and then you're trying to unpack everything and then roll it back it's like well maybe that's not that's where it starts mm -hmm. to get weird. Sure. Um, but if it's just like a really simple, like, if it's like I'll of course it. a thing everybody would have done anyway. Yep. Yeah. That's I think fine. In general, etiquette, <laughs> in, in my opinion, is as as an opponent to someone who's trying to take back an, unmo an undo or whatever, be nice and be gracious and let them undo the thing if it's yeah. simple. 
And, uh, you know, but often you will get, sometimes you will get people who, who will be, you know, very, very strict about it. Um, and in, in that case, you, you kind of got to take the hit sometimes. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, like, just ultimately, like, if, if someone's being, like, hardcore about it, like, yeah. they're kind of being a nub, but they're also technically right. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you don't want to be like, well, it's not fair. It's just like, okay, yeah. you got to take your lumps and learn for that Exactly. It's like a yeah. jerk move, but, you know, just, just yeah, just let it happen. I, yeah, I, also, it, it, it doesn't happen too often. Like, I let people take back moves uh, pretty much all the time. Yeah, oh, too. yeah. yeah. Unless <laughs> someone is literally, like, on their fourth click and trying to walk back their entire turn. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the most competitive person in the world, and I, I let, I mean, you, I mean, it's just, like, especially if you take a credit and you're like, wait a second, and you put it back, like, that's nothing. Yeah, and plus, it's speed of play. You're you're both in you're both in the same boat, right? Like yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like every t- and I mean that's part of it, right? Is like every time you say, "Oh no, you can't take that back." That's then if you mess up, inevitably three, four, five turns from now, yeah, your your opponent's probably the right to be like, "You touch the card, dude. It's <laughs> yeah, done." Yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, in general, I think it's like eh, just be chill. Yep. Um, and that usually De- definitely is don't fine. definitely don't chess it because man, if I'm like if I gra- if chess it, I grab the card and I need to play it. <laughs> yeah. If you look like if you're looking at it too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, you gotta you play, to play it. It's the third one. Third think, one of those five. Also, 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 because it, it's like it's a cyberpunk. It's punky. It's fast and loose. I, th- I, th- I think it yeah. ca- that kind of comes in with it with it as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's also not. I mean, it's not. You know the. The competitive form of the game is played at FFG headquarters. You know what I mean? It's not like yeah. there's a tournament for like a million bucks on the line. Yeah. It's like yeah, exactly. It's, a, it's, a, it's a fun competitive you, you, game. Yeah, that, you, you that, get yeah. like a, a play mat. A, yeah, a, a, yeah, exactly, yeah, you need a play yeah. mat and like a crystal yeah. like statue that you know. Yeah. Eh. For, for now. Yeah, so if, that, if it goes on magic and we get, like, Grand Prix, then, yeah, if you touch a card, you play that thing. You know I mean? If you're making $100,000 a, a month off this, or, I mean, magic, I don't know if magic players make that. Probably not. <laughs> uh, yeah, cool. Okay, sweet. Um, well, that's, that's basically it. Now it's time to enter into the plug zone where everything is plugged. Uh, first, we're doing this as just a quick favor. Um... Uh, if any folks in listening to the cast live in like the Surrey Langley area of British Columbia, um, there's a game store out there called Game Stars, and uh, a local dude out there, Corey Marion, is trying to get kind of a netrunner thing out there in the. What is that? The, is that? Can you call that the Valley? Is that Fraser Valley? It's. A, I don't know. I, I, don't know, I know either. it's the end of this one of the sky trains. That's further than that. Is this it? is in Langley. This is oh. full out in Langley. Oops, okay. I don't know what you call Langley. You call Langley Langley. Sure. sure. The, the far parts away from Vancouver <laughs> that I don't go to. Right. Um, but if someone lives out in that cool zones, uh, yeah, the, the, the store is just called GameStars. Um, just Facebook.com slash GameStars. And information about the stuff is there. Apparently their first like get-together night is going to be Thursday, May 1st. So anyone who's out yeah. in that area should totally roll out. Um, and where people should really roll out is at the end of May, Jesse and I are, and James will be attending. Yeah. And we have not one, but two tournaments at the Terminal City Tabletop Convention, which is kind of like a board game event that's just starting up here in Vancouver. Um, we are running a Netrunner Draft Tournament on Saturday, which none of us have played before. So no. excited. Um, it's going to be awesome. Unbelievably excited. And just like a normal standard tournament on Sunday. So Saturday, May 31st, and Sunday, June 1st is the standard tournament. Um, so uh, you do need like a special set of cards to do the draft, obviously, but at the end of the tournament, you keep everything you draft. Um, and Jesse and I have kind of partnered with a local store to get the cost of those draft materials down as cheap as possible. So all in for the draft. 
uh, the tournaments both days, everything. Like, we're going to have prize kits, all that good stuff. Uh, 30 bucks if you want to play in the draft. And if you don't, then it's just $5 for the tournament on Sunday if you only want to come on Sunday. And obviously, if you come to the draft on Saturday, you can get into the, the normal tournament on Sunday for free. Um, there's a separate admission for the event, but it's not very much, and it's kind of helping. The, like, they basically, we have a big, giant convention hall that we can use now. It's going to be really, really awesome. Um, so anyone who wants to come absolutely totally should uh, you can just register ahead of time for the draft and we do need people to register ahead of time so if you want to come and play in the draft uh, sign up ahead of time at term7.eventbrite.ca but if you already have all your own sealed draft materials or you just want to come to the standard tournament on Sunday well then you can just show up it's just the draft like Jesse and I literally have to pay our own dollars to buy the draft packs ahead of time so if we buy draft materials for 20 people and 12 people show up... We're, we're going to be drafting for a while. Yeah, we're going yeah, to be, we're gonna have figure out how edible draft cards are. Just got to pick out some Sand Sands and Account Siphons and Desperados and resell them. Yeah. So yeah. Money, Take man. all the one-ofs and then just... Um, and then one other thing uh, that someone whose name I've unfortunately forgotten, but a total cool person recommended, um, I'm going to start a thread on the Idle Thumbs Forum where just people listening to the cast can kind of share their decks and talk about oh, cool. the stuff they've been playing lately. That'll be good. Um, so that's all just idlethumbs.net slash forums. There's a Terminal 7 kind of board down at the bottom. Um, and beyond that, as always, thank you to our recording engineer, Matthew Martinson. Woo! Once again, helping this cast not sound like butt. Um, in addition, Matt creates weird music. We're so uh, good at selling this. Uh, no, the weird, <laughs> weirdness is the selling point, right? Yeah, yeah see, yeah, the weirdness is the selling point. It's yeah. weird, but it's weird good. It, it involves a bunch of, it's like kind of an ambient dark electronica stuff that uses a bunch of like super weird instruments. Like there's a musical saw in the last one, I believe. Um, it's all weird, but it's weird in a super cool, interesting way. It's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It, is, it is good stuff. Good uh, stuff. People should check that out at mattesque, M-A-T-T-E-S-Q-U-E dot bandcamp dot com. And as always, thanks to Ed Harrison for letting us use his song Tin Soldiers as the intro and outro music. Um, all that, the, the albums that that's from are tremendous, and they're all available at edharrison.bandcamp.com. So you should totally go check them out. They're really good. Listen I was listening to, to it at work the other day and it actually freaked me out because I heard the Terminal 7 intro in the music. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and you're, like, you're waiting for Dell's sweet voice. And, yeah. <laughs> and yes. thanks a lot, James, for coming thank by. Thank you guys yes, so much you, for having thank me. Thank you for coming on, James. It's we'll... been an unbelievable pleasure. Yes. It's just great. So, oh, if you, and as noted, James is going to be at our tournament. So if you live in Vancouver or perhaps Seattle or somewhere else And you nearby, love getting stumped. And come, you love getting stuff. Come play, and, James. Yeah, I'm not gonna bring. I don't know. I'm not gonna bring stompers this time. I don't know. We'll see. I, I I feel like after getting after after trying so hard to win that tournament and getting it out of my system. Nice. I'm not sure. You're gonna have, yeah. have some fun now. I have a wizard now. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> That's good. Well, yes. Yeah, so you should totally come out, play with James and the rest of us, and have a great time. Term7.eventbrite.ca for all that information. I'm Nels Anderson. And I'm Jesse Turner. James Lance. No, let's try that again. No, that, saying, that, was my, that, was, that was my favorite one. <laughs> nope. No, I'll do it. it. I'll do it. I'll okay. do it.